Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. This is the place we love to say Jesus is the way everything else is a conversation. And for the conversation today, Jeremy, Deli, and Josh. Join me in studio. Welcome to Vince. Hello. It's great Hello. to be here. Happiest of New Year's as we continue through. We, we sound really excited. January. <laughs> we did we see the sun today. <laughs> as we continue through uh, January, uh, talking about uh, Sunday, Sunday messages. So uh, this past week, we were in the book of Luke. And uh, everybody else was in Ephesians, like everybody that did transitions, and everybody else was in. They were all they were all flowing with the Spirit, and I came in with Luke, not Ephesians. So I couldn't even figure a Ephesians passage to squeak in there during the sermon. Yeah, so uh, Luke, I think you did though. I think you did mention it. You said saved by grace, right? Oh, Through faith. You did. You're th- you right. threw that in there, man. Yeah. And so. see, that was so Spirit. I didn't even realize. Yeah. I was so out of body, I didn't even realize what happened. Mm-hmm. I did say that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, funny. We it was a. I'm, I'm lousy with sermon titles usually. So uh, at least I feel like I am. So I think I came up with four that day. So I <laughs> preached them all. Right. Uh, some folks came up to me after the gathering and uh, basically said that is uh, that's Christway. That's a Christway message. And uh, captures what we believe and how we believe it. And uh, one person was even talking to me over the last several weeks about how we take whatever the Christway message is, which Arnick often says is, you know, just discovery, the discovery class that we do, but how we take that message and, you know, what parts of it do we deliver? What parts of it are important? What parts of it need to be heard? So the person walked up to me after church and, and, and she said, uh, okay, so that stuff we were talking about today. <laughs> like that was just every thing. And I think she, well, she explained because I asked her, I'm like, what do you mean exactly? And she said it spoke to the person that has a very, very rough story. And then it spoke to the person that has been in church a long, long time, both needing similar things. So uh, what kind of what kind of takeaways did you guys have? I had, a, I had a few moments even during preaching. I was telling Deli during lunch today that it was like a real time made a statement. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Like, oh, okay, that everything synthesized in a single sentence uh, for me on Sunday. Uh, and that's how the whole message just felt. It just unfolded and unfolded and unfolded. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that, um, I mean, I wasn't there on Sunday, so I had to listen to your message online. But Which it, you can do also at yeah, Christway.net. At Christway.net or at Podbean or your podcast app. Um <laughs> But uh, I think what you had said and what you, we had talked about at lunch was um, how there, each each of the brothers had this min- mindset of what a slave was in, in their mind. Yeah, so the one brother was a slave in his own house, in, in a sense, and the other was, I will go and make me as one of your slaves. And so I just was thinking about how the contrast of those, those two mindsets, right, are um, that the son who... He literally had nothing, like you said, was looking at the the pigs trying to eat the food and or wanting to eat the food and and just like, man, I, I can eat better as a slave. And but that's what his mindset was of what a slave was. But then the brother's mindset, the older brother, who was like, Man, I've been working like a dog, like a slave. 
in this house. Yeah, the NIV says I've been working on I've been working like a slave. Yeah. And and I'm, but but he was a son, right? That's yeah. that's the thing. He was actually a son and had everything at, at his disposable at any time. And so that and I cuz I've heard I've heard you mention the, you know, I'm I'm sinned against you, I've sinned against God. Like I've heard those three parts that you've said before yeah. in another sermon, but this part was like Oh, yeah, yeah that that's was, something new. Yeah, that was the moment yeah. when, and it was right there, and I was, we'll trust it was spirit prompted because that was the moment where I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. one son thought he wanted to live like a slave, and the other son already was mm-hmm. in the father's house. Yeah, and that was the moment where I'm like, okay, this yep. message, this message just landed, like mm-hmm. it just came together. Uh, yeah, missing out on the enjoyment of the relationship with the mm-hmm. father. That's what both both boys were missing out on the joy of the relationship. With Equally the missing yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, what definitely struck me, uh, I grew up in the church, so I've heard this parable, you know, pretty much every four to six weeks throughout <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> oh, so, um, but really, what stuck me oh, is dude, the. You know, what is a slave, right? A slave is somebody that's subservient to somebody else or controlled by another. And I think sometimes I just have this... this Your freedoms are gone. Yeah, yeah, like what's rolling in my head is what's the difference between a slave and a servant, right? And I think Monday, uh, yesterday, I was just thinking through that and, and really praying through that. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to be... I don't want to have a mindset that God is controlling me. Because then I feel like I could feel like a slave. I could feel like, well, he controls everything about my life. Now, is he in charge? Yes, he's in charge. And I've given him control. But living as a servant means I, I just really want to do what he wants me to do. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm missing out. I don't feel like I'm owed anything. I don't feel like um, I have to do these things. I get to do these things. And in the context of the Father's house, in the context of... Uh, Sunday morning church service. Uh, that's a mindset that I th- I think really came to my mind is I get to serve. I get to serve on Sundays. And maybe some of you all that were listening, I, you know, maybe you heard that too, but that's really some of the things I heard about. Mm-hmm. So It was a very spiritual Sunday. Uh, you know, I've been coming off of being sick and some of my own depression and my own issues and sitting sitting and worshiping and even remotely I was out of the out of the space for a little bit but but listening remotely the whole morning was especially spiritual for me mm-hmm. um and and I would I would agree that 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 distinction between the two brothers that are both missing the point, right? The exercising of it's, it was an exercise of missing the point that I get to have a relationship with the father. And that's what, that's what breathes life into me. Mm-hmm. And when, when thing, when that's off, everything's off. Mm-hmm. And the, so the, ha- having felt like the older son at some point in my life, for sure, where it's like, okay, I'm going to do all the things right. I'm not the kid who gets in trouble. I'm not the guy who shirks his responsibilities. I'm not the guy who who um, runs off and carouses and, and 
but I might be the guy who's not happy about the the, the fun that I, that I'm missing of the younger brother. So I, you know, have definitely related to the older brother, but the refreshing relationship with the father that could be missing, but always available to us. It's, it's just very interesting how avail, how we know it's available to us and can miss out on something. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take very long before you're lost in that and even unaware. And that's what it feels like. Like the, the, story about the older son is this he is not even aware of what mm. what he's missing out on and you know you hope that you kind of wish there was chapter two where the where the older brother and the younger brother kind of both the light bulbs come on and you picture this feast with dad and joy taking root in their life you know that's what that's what always feels like is like the or the foreshadowing in that story that there's a foreshadowing of joy and recognition that the relationship can be so fun and so good. Yeah. I think it struck me that it's probably more likely that the younger son actually did step into that space. Mm -hmm. Like I understand what I gave up. I understand what I turned on, turned my back on and, uh, and I'm coming back and I'm gonna let you love me. And, uh, man, I feel redeemed and I, I feel forgiven. And yeah. So the younger of the brothers probably walked in that space. It remains to be seen. Yeah. If the older stayed in bitterness. In, yeah. Yes. Who mm -hmm. in that sense of righteousness, self-righteousness. Anytime I'm telling that story, my hope is that somebody in the crowd would say, what, what, what? there's an, there's another part to that. That's what I hope. Mm -hmm. uh, we preach the part about the younger brother being restored. And then we, my Pentecostal roots, we start shouting, you know, and yeah. then go and there you go or off to a different topic or you, mm -hmm. you make an altar call, right? Whatever, yeah. which is fine. I get it. But the story's not over. And that, the, the younger brother is simply the rising conflict to even set. It's this, the younger brother is the setup for the older brother. Yeah. And I pointed it out quickly. It was pretty, pretty quickly. I didn't sit on it very long. Mm -hmm. But verse 1 of Luke 15, both the lost sheep, the lost coin, and yeah. the lost son all addressed to the really the shepherds of Israel, right? Yes, the, yes. The, the religious. The religious, yeah, religious, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, so and it says there were tax collectors and people, you know, the sinners in the crowd. But, but really the story <laughs> and the punchline of all three stories was this older brother that missed it. Yeah. Lost in. Who should have known better. Father's house. Almost like he, <laughs> yeah. he had the, he had a, a position that he, he well, may have had. So that's an interesting point too. Yeah. How is it? That we can be in that place and not know. Yep. Has, has anybody read the the Pilgrim's Regress by C.S. Lewis? I parts. Mm -hmm. You know that it's one of, it's one of my favorite C.S. Lewis books. But mm. the guy who grows up at the foot of the mountain of God and his whole family is like they're aware. You know he, but he kind of has the older brother mentality, this is stupid. Why am I having to do all this religious stuff? And then he goes on his younger brother journey and meets all of these characters and finds his, you know, he's on this journey of self-discovery and what's valuable in life. And, uh, but then to come back around and say, Oh, I see, I, I see what I had and 
you know, watching watching the chosen, you see that all the time with as Jesus looks at Pharisees and he looks at religious people, and you can just see the hope of like you have everything you need, and you're living like a slave instead of living like a son who enjoys his dad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, my my coworker just lost his mom this this week, mm-hmm. and uh, thinking about losing parents and the joy I have of dinner with mom and dad and the joy I have in relationships with, with friends and, and to also know that depression for me, depression slips in and it, and it chokes that. And to know the feeling of that being choked and to know of it being opened up and to hear that, hear that story and saying, you are, you're missing life, the mm. the life of relationship and the joy of relationship with the Father. Just it it sinks in. It sinks in pretty deep, pretty fast. Yeah. I, I when you're when you're saying that it, the word gratitude, right, just comes to my mind that um, that He can show that Jesus and the Holy Spirit can show you is this this gratitude of what you what you have, what you're given. That every good gift comes from God. Like just this. This thing that that can actually take scales off of your eyes of mm. things that you see, every, you know, every single day, and um, you, you, as we were talking about this, like both it, it says in verse two, both the Pharisees and scribes began muttering and complaining, saying, "This man, you know, this man accepts, you know." And I, so I just think about that, like they're complaining, you know, and just it, like they're they're scales on yeah. on their eyes, right? <laughs> like because they don't see the the goodness that is around them that they can just that they're just blind to right like this um this community or the people or what they have what's been given and understanding the source right the source of of all of it um man it just it really just wakes us up and that's what he's saying like he's (laughs) the son was dead i mean it seemed like he was dead because he was gone right and but he was alive again and i just think about that like he was his his eyes were blinded for a second (laughs) you know and squandered all these things and but yet he then comes to himself and he was alive again and and I just maybe just alive for the first time yeah not alive yeah. again I mean he probably lived in in lack of life before yeah, probably, when yeah. he was like I wish Dad would die you know that yeah, whole, he right never never had life and now he has life and that's mm-hmm. what happens when well his brother Jesus, was sure right? yeah yeah his brother was sure missing that dead yeah and like you said we don't we don't know what happened after that and I and I think about like you said if there was a chapter two like them sitting at the table and and almost in my mind seeing a it's like a pharisee sitting at the table with a, a non a, you know a non uh jew a, a gentile or something so they're they're sitting <laughs> across the table from each other like man wherever i was i was dead and now i'm alive and you sitting over here this pharisee sitting over here like man i've been in this place my whole life in the temple every single day and now i'm alive right like and that, that's what i would hope that chapter two would look like almost yeah. as like a, a explaining of this parable so right? after church someone approached me and said, they, they said the number of years, they said 50 years, been or 50 years under condemnation. And had this expressive God moment out in the parking lot, mm-hmm. hands in the air, literally hands in the air, and thanking the Lord like I disappeared. They were talking to me, and then they weren't talking to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I simply disappeared, and they're just like, thank you, Jesus. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jesus. And thank you, Lord, you know? And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I am standing there, next to someone looking at them and I'm like, yay. Right. 
as far as that goes for her, the older brother has awakened yeah, right? Right, yeah. the message that's there the whole time. And then not to feel guilt or shame. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, that's what makes it all so equal for all of us. We all do the best we can with what we've got. Mm-hmm. But we've got these ideas that the Lord tries to break through. And sometimes we are pretty tough on them. Mm-hmm. And he's knocking and he knocks and he knocks. And it's beautiful that he continues knocking. And then we say yes. And we're like, yes. And 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 uh, if you're not careful, then shame can come back oh, in. It's like, oh course. my gosh, how did I not know this? Absolutely. Why have I been an idiot my whole life? I Absolutely. hate myself. Yeah. I said that state. I made that statement. I'm like, we're bringing freedom here. Mm-hmm. And now you look at it and you go, man, how was I so stupid not to know this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you shame. Yeah. <laughs> right back at it again. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Shame is self. It's self directed resentment. I resent myself for not knowing whatever. Mm-hmm. But how beautiful. To say, you know what, after all these years, I get it. And the, the, the woman made the statement to me. She said, I'm, I don't have a down and out story, but I'm not different than them. Mm-hmm. I'm not different than the ones who do. Yeah. Because and it's not about, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about how far you go. How, it's do you have Jesus mm-hmm. or no? Yeah. And so I'm thinking of, and we're talking about uh, uh, missing the point. Right, both those mm-hmm. the missing the point. I I remember that the word sin. Uh, I I'm gonna say Greek. It might be Aramaic or something. I don't know. But the the root word defined is hamarteo, and it means missing the point. You miss the mark. Yep. Think of arrows or whatever, and when you sin, you're just missing the point. You're missing the mark. Now we're shooting for something, right? We're 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 trying to find comfort, we're trying to find acceptance, we're trying to find community, whatever. And usually in those ways that are not God, not Jesus, that's what sin is, right? We're missing yeah. the point, but we miss the mark. So what is so cool, Dilly brought up, is that he's it said Jesus welcomes sinners mm-hmm. and eats with them. Yeah. As if the guys murmuring are not sinners. Yeah. <laughs> and they're sinners, not in, not, not, in, not in the sense of keeping the law. They're sinners in the fact of what the word actually means. It means missing the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are king of missing <laughs> the point, right? Older brother completely misses the point. So who was, this isn't a play on words, like who was the greater sinner? Yeah. The younger brother with the prostitutes and the revelry and the riotous living and all that? Or the older brother? who missed the point every bit as much, and we are still not sure if he got it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at sin as the word hamarteo, and it means missing the mark, missing the point. Man, okay. So Jesus does eat with sinners. Yeah, amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Good. Yeah, you made a statement uh, that you said, you know, what you get when you, you know, seek him. Uh, it was something like that. Hebrews eleven six. Yeah, yeah. you get him. him. Yep. Yeah, and that I thought that was a a pivotal point. Like sometimes we just forget that the whole it's all wrapped up in just him. Yeah. We just want him. Man, that happened to me when I was a teenager. I feel like I feel like I was just that impressionable, you know, chip teenager. And I heard someone say that uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Uh, you have to believe that He is, and that He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. And the person just brought it out. I was clueless. I wasn't thinking that way. And he's like, they didn't say from him. They said him. Yeah. 
And when you seek him, what do you get? In him dwelleth all the fullness, right? Yeah. You get him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe some of us have um, experienced that in relationships. Um, you, you are with somebody in a relationship and you realize at some point, particularly a, a marriage-type relationship, where uh, there's some, you're broke somewhere, usually somewhere. I mean, there might be relationally a challenge or money or whatever, and you realize, okay, we don't have any money, and but I got you, Sonny and Cher, I got you, babe, or whatever, you know. We <laughs> sing it and sing it and sing it and march down the road. Mm-hmm. And then that changes. Mm-hmm. Frankly, it does. You keep that alive or it changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it used to be enough to just have you and we could sleep in the trunk of our car if we needed to, okay. And then it doesn't, it's not that anymore. <laughs> and other things, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the stream of life, right? It's the current of life that pulls us away, which is one of the reasons I think Sunday is so important. Like we come to church on Sunday to recalibrate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, who was the church uh, that lost their first love? I don't know, one of the seven in Revelation 2 mm-hmm. and 3, right? Yeah, you lost your first love. Oh, no, 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 I don't want that to be the case. I don't want to ever lose the the magic, really, mm-hmm. of the love that I feel for Jesus, I feel from him, uh, for me. I was talking to a guy today. I love to be able to tell stories like this. I was at the gym today, <laughs> and I, I love to lean in <laughs> stories like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for all those listening, I did not. I, did, I was in the gym. I did not actually get much of a workout because uh, I, I ran in. I ran into a guy that goes to the church and I hadn't seen him in a bit and we stood and talked for half an hour, you know, which was much better time than probably doing pushups. <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're chatting and he asked me, he said, do you have these moments where you're just overwhelmed? Like you're just emotionally, your feelings are just overwhelmed by God. Uh, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. And he said, man, I'm like reading the scripture and he's a, he's a new convert. I mean, new, new conversion. And he said, man, I read the scripture, and all of a sudden, I just get to crying. Mm-hmm. And I said, dude, I was in Chick-fil-A this morning having breakfast reading a book. Mm-hmm. And I started crying. I had to take my glasses off. <laughs> I had to wipe my eyes. I started praying, mm-hmm. crying. The Lord just, I don't know, overshadow, overwhelm, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sobbing. I don't even know that I was broken. It was just this, the sweetest touch. It was just the softest thing, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, man, it. And you know, what I say to that, yes, mm-hmm. right, yes, to these moments of being with the Father. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that frustrates the dog out of me when I think about the tensions that I bring into my own house as a dad. Dude, it makes me makes me mad at myself. Mm-hmm. And if I was given to shame, I'd be full of it for that, you know. <laughs> Good thing I don't do shame because I'd have a ready supply. Mm-hmm. And recognizing, man, I don't have to live like that with my son, uh, Melinda, Emma, you guys, the church. Like it just, it just doesn't have to be like that. Right? I want to, I want to say to that is, uh, I mean, I, I for myself, I tend to, I tend to just go down that that path, right? Like I'm doing great, and then I'm not doing great. And then I'm in this place, depression, shame, ashamed, whatever it is. The funk. Yeah, this funk. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that we, it, that, these are not 
these are not things that we stay in. Like if you're again, like we, you have this shame and oh, there's no shame. And now I feel shame that I don't want, you know, like whatever it is, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's just the fact that these things are real, right? Like shame is real. Feeling ashamed is real. Feeling terrible is real. Sometimes like some, I say things to my wife that I say and I don't want to say them, right? And it happened and I'm sorry and I apologize and I can totally be in that spot. But we don't stay there when we're with Christ. Like we don't stay in that spot. Like we, we're constantly moving. We're trying to move out of that back into that mo- those moments of realizing, yeah. man, oh yes, I am. I am his son. I am chosen by him. I am, I am co-heirs with him. And that when you get, when you stay close to that, it does happen less, right? We're not in that place all the time because we're captivated. We're sitting there thinking about how wonderful it is. And then we're able, I think what Josh said earlier, then I'm able to serve my wife in such a unique, awesome, beautiful way that is exemplary because I am so close to loving her, right? Like I'm so close to loving her and being captured by that first love. We're captured by Jesus and I'm not, I don't see myself as a slave. I see myself as a servant, right? That's what, that's what Josh was saying. And so, yeah, it's, it's like, yes, those things happen, but we're not staying there. You know, we, we, we don't stay there. That's not for the world. Sometimes people stay there and that that's, we don't want that. Yeah. You don't have to get stuck. Yeah. You don't have to get stuck. You don't have to live. You don't have to live that way. (laughs) Right. So I don't know. I just, I, I was feeling that when you were, when you were saying that, that it, it does happen. I mean, it happened. It happened for me. Happened for me three days ago, probably when I wasn't even here at church. <laughs> so well, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't here at church. That's yeah, I wasn't uh, at church. <laughs> and I and I know that discipline has a place to discipleship. Even punishment yeah. has a place. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me that the love of God is what softens my heart. The love of God, right? And you feel that, and then. And when you get in that space and you, it's, you're touched by it and it, it takes you and it overwhelms you and, and it brings this clarity. It sounds like you're a pansy, but you're not, you know, like you're this gushy, whatever. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Jesus full of grace and truth. And that combination of, because I think it takes that recognition of what am I doing here? Why am I eating? Why do I eat the pig's food? My dad has everything I need. Okay. So he, he experiences the truth of his situation. And then he experiences Jesus was full of that where he could, he could speak right into a situation with both of those things at the same time where it touches you in the honest place. And I know that's where I encounter him when I'm, when I'm honest and open, and sometimes that's that that encounter is because I've been unaware or deceived about. You know, I didn't even know this is what I was feeling until yeah. until I have this encounter with him, and then it's like I'm gonna both poke on what's going on in you, and that's the truth. And now it's like I'm broken and healed all at the, all at the same yeah. time. Yeah, that's and, cool. yeah, and and that's that full of grace and truth. Yeah. That those two things. Those two things come through Christ together, and he and and bring healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, I think, if you avoid either one, you you're not going to get the healing. Yeah, I we, I think also when I was listening to Andy and you 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 reminded me of it was like I'm broken and healed at the same time. And I was I was thinking that I'm I'm weak, 
and strong at the same time is what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I, I'm weak uh, in a sense that I, I can't do it on my own, which can make you feel ashamed. I think you kind of, I feel like you mentioned that a little bit. And that, but I was like, but yet with him. Oh, it's both on the table. Yeah, they're yeah. both yeah. on the table. Like, but with him, you can overcome. Everything. I am weak and I can strong. Do all, yeah. I can do all things with him. Like, that's, that's what I think is so. I am weak, but it's not a weakness of shame. It's yeah. not a weakness of uh, failure. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just the truth. Yeah, it's just where I am, and I and yeah. and I'm loved in that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think when you say it like that, that fifty years of living in that condemnation of, uh, just beating yourself, you know, over and over with the same things, like, man, I'm weak, I'm a worth, I'm a worthless sinner, I'm I, yeah. whatever that I, I don't know, I didn't grow up in the church, but whatever I've heard people say, right, is that I'm just gonna keep, and and you are too, you know, well, and, you, and you need to feel that, but then there's also that other part of where you can then, well, I'm I'm better than anybody else in here. I can overcome anything, but if you're not if you don't have both of those things on the table, yeah. right? Then then you're you're missing the yeah. point. Let <laughs> so. me over what yeah, the the practice of let me pound you with the truth until you're utterly broken and now I'll bring you grace. That's not how Jesus did no, it. No, no. You yeah. know, he, he didn't pile the shame on and then then okay, now that you feel the appropriate levels of guilt and yeah. shame, <laughs> now now let me give you Which some Which is gra- what we do. You know, but yeah. th- but that I mean, that was my well, I think about the woman caught in the act of adultery, and Jesus says, where, where are those thine accusers? Mm-hmm. She says, there is no man, Lord. And the first thing he says is not quit sinning. Yeah. First thing he and says no, is, neither do I condemn yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's the first message. Mm-hmm. Neither do I condemn you. I'm going to ask you to close us out today, but I want to say one thing. We pray, and pray us out today. but. Uh, for people listening, uh, there's a there's a um, a propensity sometimes that we have to self select out the way you feel about yourself, you know. And you'd love to connect with Jesus, and you love to connect with His love, but you're like the woman at the well who says, "Hey, I know I'm a Samaritan. You're a Jew. You are not supposed to be talking to me." Mm-hmm. Except He's like, "That's why I came. Like I'm here. What are you talking about?" Like he's there, right? So my encouragement before Jeremy prays is just don't, don't, don't self-select out. Go ahead and step into that space. If you feel, I call it the tug. If you feel the tug, man, go with it. Yeah. Trust it. See where it goes, mm-hmm. and see what happens. And simply say, continue to say yes and respond mm-hmm. to uh, to that call that Jesus gives us. Jeremy, how about praying us out today? Lord, you are. Lord, you're everything we need. And you're also joyous, and and I praise you for that. Father, thank you that you are patient with me. You're patient with our... Uh, our avoiding you. I don't know what that is that we can do, but we, uh, we know that you're, you're good and that you have what we need, and... And I thank you for that. Father, I thank you for the opportunities that we have to connect with one another and connect with you and be reminded of of your story, be reminded of your gospel, be reminded of your good news that gives life. Thank you for authoring, perfecting that path and for seeking us and letting us seek you and be found by us. So thank you, Lord, for being being my friend and being available to me. 
no matter where I find myself. Mm-hmm. I praise you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. And if you're if you're new to Christway, um, some folks would say this is the Sunday message you need to hear because it will it'll tell you what Christway is all about. Uh, but what I'd like to say is it's probably just an expression of the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd like you to hear that part first. So thanks for joining us today. Appreciate the time that you give us and the, and the time you share with us. Good to be with you fellows as always. Yeah. Until next time, yeah. uh, we'll look forward to being with you. Grace and peace to you. Take care. Peace.